Hello, and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers, who had never seen Survivor before, started from the very beginning and have made it to season 45, drop the four, keep the five. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris, and this week we're going to talk about episode 12, The Ex-Girlfriend at the Wedding. And I don't have any stuff to talk about before the episode. Man, listeners are really letting us down, not giving us listener mail to talk about in the beginning, huh? Just kidding, listeners, we love you. Well, I mean, we could love them, and they could be letting us down by not sending us listener mail. Sometimes that happens. No, I don't love people that let me down. I think maybe you should think more about that. Talk about that in therapy? Um, uh, I think it's less that our listeners aren't sending us mail, and more that we need more listeners. So our current listeners, instead of spending all the effort sending us mail, which we love, let's channel that effort into mailing other people and being like, hey, listen to this podcast. Yeah. So just, you know, type in a random Gmail account. Do the, if you get them from work, you know, people do those reply all nonsense. You could be one of those nonsense people. Just do reply all and be like, listen, just want to throw in there. Check out this podcast. If you're a Survivor fan, need something to do over the holidays, it would be great. I'm sure your fellow employees would love it. I stand by. Great way to make some friends. I do not stand by. Do a company-wide reply-all message and just rant or just (laughs) the other thing that Chris suggested, which is type in a random Gmail address and just tell someone to listen to the podcast. Don't do that. Have fun. Okay, so like you get work. I'm sure you get a lot of work emails. How fun would it be if in a random like thread of an email, somebody just replied all to everybody and was just like, hey, this doesn't have anything to do with the conversation, but check out this podcast. You know, I definitely would be talking about that with other people. And and then that gets the word Probably listen to the podcast. Yeah, right? All right, let's do this. Some viral marketing. Uh, That's... Especially true if you happen to work on uh, the Survivor, like, if you happen to work for Survivor and are listening to this podcast, send it out to all your coworkers. That'd be great. We love to have some of them on here. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I may or may not be down to come on your show also. So, I mean, I would, like, you're talking about going on their, like, podcast? No, on Survivor. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, now pass. Every season, I notice the bug bites more, and <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. Uh, this season has made me, for whatever reason, not for anything in particular, I don't think, but has made me much more aware of like, uh, what it would be like to watch myself on TV, and that I'm like, no, thank you. Like, is I don't it like, think I is need... it like the multiple people having panic attacks on live television or not live, but recorded television. That might be it. That definitely might be it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very possible that I would have a panic attack on Survivor, and I don't know that I need that televised nationally. Mm-hmm. Internationally, I'm sure. Night. Well, that's that I don't have a problem with. <laughs> Night 21, we uh, look at the aftermath of last week's Tribal Council with Emily getting voted out. Uh, Julie says that... God, Emily getting voted out feels like an eternity ago. 
Yeah, Patrick and I have been watching Token Sheens also, season 18. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, watching like this episode plus starting like another season and stuff, it makes, yeah, it does seem like quite a while ago. Um, Julie says that Dee and her are pretending to be mad at each other to kind of stay undercover that they are still like tight. Austin says that he kept his amulet because he had high hopes Julie would vote out Jake or Emily. So he still has that for this episode. And Dee swears to Austin that she didn't tell Julie anything. Austin says that Dee, Austin, and Drew are the final three. Julie interrupts so, Drew, Dee, and Austin having this conversation on the beach and was like, hey, we're still like the read before, right? And Drew is like, get the fuck off of me. Mm -hmm. Not actually to her, but essentially. I was very confused about this whole section of the episode and kind of it carries on later of like details them no i didn't tell her it wasn't me and then like no one seems to care and like everyone moves on and no one is like okay well here's a deal either d told her and she's lying to us now or someone else did and who the fuck told julie and no one seems to care to like solve this mystery until i got to drew's exit press did you read any of this i did not uh, so Drew mentioned, like, they kind of had a suspicion before Tribal Council that Julie might know just based off of how everyone was acting at camp and kind of thought that she had figured it out. And so, like, Dee's like, no, I didn't tell her. And they are all like, oh, okay, so she just figured it out on her own then. So, like, there wasn't a, there had to be a culprit, which makes right. a lot more sense, but makes this part of the episode very confusing for me. Yeah, they kind of just, for what they showed us, they were just like, okay, cool. We we believe you. Um, we go to the next day. Katura wakes up early and goes idol hunting, which the scenes here had some, like, had night vision camera that what it was showing us, which was just real weird looking, I thought. Um, it's just the nature of the camera, but, like, all the palm tree fawns were, like, white because of the different, like, contrast from, or whatever, for how they... I think it was covered. because it wasn't fully night like it was like sunrise but they mm -hmm. used the night vision in order because they couldn't fully see but like it wasn't pitch black and so yeah. it looked different than when they usually use those cameras yeah yeah um d and austin wake up and notice that katura isn't in bed and must be idol hunting so they go out looking for her um and finally find her and katura um tries to play it off that she was looking for it so julie doesn't find it basically uh, they show us Julie and Drew talking. They try to patch things up and um, put their both basic and like return to like the re before, but it seemed pretty clear they were both just kind of faking it. I, sorry, on the idol thing, mm -hmm. I am unclear on the rules about idols. So they're like, Julie's must have gotten rehidden. We have to go find it. But because Bruce didn't play his, Bruce's doesn't get rehidden. Like, if you get voted out with an idol, does it not get rehidden typically? But if you play it, it does? Uh, I don't know. Because I very much, after Bruce got voted out, and they all knew that he idol had an idol, I was like, oh, they're going to go hunting for idols. And we, like, talked about that, and then they didn't show anything. But it was, like, maybe a huge thing in this episode. Like Maybe they did, later. but they nobody found anything, and so they just cut it for this episode's story instead. Yeah, maybe. I just want to know if, like, Bruce's idol is out there somewhere and no one's found it. I, I'm i just curious if that is a thing. No idea. Um, 
Drew talks or D talks to Julie saying that she didn't tell um Austin and Drew that they were like that she is the one that told Julie stuff. Um D mentions that Drew is the mastermind of the grouping. Do you think D actually believes that Drew is the mastermind here or that she just wants Austin to stay? That Drew was the mastermind of the Julie vote? You, or like I think here in general she's just saying Drew is the mastermind. Maybe she was talking specifically about that vote. I think that she I think that she believes it and wants Austin to stay. And also I believe it. Okay. Uh we go to the reward challenge where they have to race to a barrel, stand on it, and roll it through a course collecting keys. And then they use those to unlock and solve a slide puzzle. Jeff tells us this is a brand new challenge. So that's fun. Yeah. This slide puzzle looked real hard. I thought the opposite. It was like four pieces or five pieces or whatever. And I was like, this is going to be quick. This looks so easy. But apparently oh, I'm wrong. I'm pretty good at slide puzzles uh, when they're all squares. But these mm -hmm. were not all squares. And I thought that that would make it way harder. It looked very challenging. I also was misunderstood the goal of the slide puzzle when it first started. Because... They've done slide puzzles before where you have to slide stuff around and then get a piece to slide out of the puzzle. Oh, yeah. That's not uh -huh. the case. That was not the case with this. So I must just not have been paying attention to the explanation. Well, yeah, that uh, would have been super easy. Yeah. Um, Austin is the first to the puzzle, followed closely by Drew. Um, Austin ends up winning this and gets to take two people on a charcuterie picnic and helicopter ride to a sand spit in the middle of the ocean. I've never heard the word sand spit so many times in a week. I've never heard a word so many times in a week that I'd never heard before in my life. Well, I, was, I, I was not familiar with the word. Before. No, I like Googled it when Jeff mentioned it. And then I heard it so many times, like just from this episode and then listening to podcasts about this episode. Um, but Austin wins it. He gets to take two people with him. So he takes his girl D obviously. And then Katura, third wheel Katura. We get some time back at camp, um, which I had a note that said that was just, Julie said something in which her accent vaguely reminded me of our stepmom, Steph. And I had never pieced together her accent kind of going with Steph's accent before. And then once I noticed it, I started like hearing it a little bit more with other stuff. She does. I've, I've never considered that. And so I'll be watching for that on Wednesday. Um, they uh, back at camp. They're talking very openly about how Julie needs babysat. And Jake is like, oh yeah, I need babysat too. And I was like, uh-huh, sure you do, Jake. You, have, uh -huh, you really yeah. need babysat here. Like, everybody's worried about you, Jake. Yep, that's true. Um, they do some idol hunting. They talk about babysitting so much in this episode. It's a constant throughway throughout the whole episode in a way that is kind of funny, but mostly annoying, I think. Yeah. Um, they do some idol hunting and Jake uh, finds a clue. And it says that it is hidden in their tribe raft in the bamboo there. And he starts searching around there. And I was like, Jake, where is there a hole? Like, where would like where would you hide an idol in bamboo? Because he's like checking like the middle of the raft. And I was like, it's got to be at the ends, right? Which it was. Well, he maybe was distracted because he first had to get naked. That is true. And he he told people he, he was in. He was like, "I'm gonna go change clothes on the beach," and that was his like lie to go idol hunt or go look on at the raft. And so he got down to his underwear in case they came to find him. He could be like, "I'm just changing clothes, guys." And then yeah, told us this lengthy story about how he had to do this once for a play as well. 
I, and, he said, quote, plus it's fun to search in my underwear. Well, I don't know about that, but I've been well, he, in my underwear. He, it is. He said he, it. Yeah. Does that yeah. make you want to get down to your underwear and other scenarios just because you've done it before? Um, I'm going to say no, because again, national television. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wasn't asking about being filmed while doing it. Just in your everyday life, are you more likely to get down to your underwear because you've done it before in a play? Well, two things. One, no. And two, I did not get down to my underwear in a play. I was in my underwear on stage in a play. I did not undress. I was revealed to be already undressed, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is different. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jake does find the idol, so that's exciting. It's good till final five, so it's good for one more vote, right? Next episode's vote? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I don't... No one's going to want to vote Jake out. I'm like not sure how he's going to use this. I'm very intrigued. Maybe make some moves, you know, build that resume. But how is he going to make him like, yeah. Play it on somebody else to save them. We'll talk about this later. I am very interested in how this is going to work out. Oh, I don't think it's going to really do much, but uh, I'm just hoping that something happens with it. That's exciting. Uh, I think it would be very fun if he saves it until final travel council and he's like see i never needed this except for that time when i played my shot in the dark and it turned out i was wrong and it wasn't going home i could have used my idol that i didn't have then don't worry about it just ignore all of those he could do it like a, a romeo where he's like guess what everybody this was a fake idol and they're like we don't care romeo no even it's real <laughs> I know, but it would be like, I feel like he could be like, and I had this idol the whole time, and people are like, okay, man. Like, cool? Right. Yes, exactly. We get some time on the reward. They do a helicopter flyover of the beach where D, Jake, and Drew um, not D, Jake, and Drew, Julie, Jake, and Drew are on the beach and they're just kind of annoyed by it. They're like, I guess we should go stand out and like, greet them. Uh, This is our first helicopter reward of the new era, right? Yeah, uh-huh. That's, that's exciting. Um, Katura realizes she's the third wheel to this date. Dee and Austin's relationship seems to be progressing. Dee is smitten. We get another producer question, audible on camera, which we don't get a lot of. So that's fun. Yeah, I was actually, I heard something recently about, like, with the new era, they don't, you know, we don't have subtitles anymore. So it's hard to distinguish them. But, like, they... It feels like the producers have been having fun and like actively been giving them like different feels to try to distinguish them a little bit. And one of those was that like 44 had a little more peek behind the curtain in the confessionals and like more fun with the confessionals. Um, And so I I was a little like, oh, this is fun. But also I kind of wish that this was like a 44 thing. Like I I wish it wasn't leaking out into other seasons Mm. because I liked it being a thing in 44. I was curious about some of the production of when they were on that sand spit because they would do some big wide shots and they were the only people there. Not even the helicopter pilot was on that sand spit. Where the hell did that guy go? I'm assuming they probably just have a boat offshore that like he's hanging out in with some other production crew, but they would do like a zoom out. And I was like, somebody flew them here and he's not there. Was the helicopter there? Yeah. He was was sitting there. No, it was empty. You could see into like, unless he was like, they were literally like, we're going to do a zoom out. I need you to duck like and hide under the seat. No, I don't know. Jeff did say in his podcast that that's the same helicopter driver, pilot, helicopter pilot. pilot. I, that's the word. 
helicopter pilot that uh like takes Jeff to production camp every season, which is kind of fun. Do you think he rides up front? Yes. Okay. We go to the immunity challenge on day twenty three. They have to put one foot at the end of a board up in the air on a that's on this like hinged beam with a balance with a ball at the end that they have to balance. This is also a brand new challenge. Um wait, I noted that this one was a brand new challenge, and I said the other one was. Was the other one actually brand new, or did I just misremember that? No, I think they were both new challenges. Okay. That's fun. This one seemed deceptively challenging. So yeah, I have an issue with this challenge, which is they're balancing on one leg basically the whole time. Mm-hmm. But they have them at the top of a ladder doing this, or like the top of like a mini staircase doing this. And I feel like they could have arranged this so that if you fell, you didn't fall off a staircase. Um, Like put them all on like a platform going all mm-hmm. the way across or something. Because I was just like, oh my God, if anyone falls over, this is going to be a big, like someone's going to get injured. Yeah. I, I was know. very worried about this the whole time. Um, well, I don't know what to tell you there. I didn't even think about that. Julie's the first to drop out, and then Jake, and then Katura. Uh, Drew makes a valiant effort to save his wobbliness, but ends up dropping, and so it's down to Drew and Dee battling it out. Um, they make it 21 minutes before Austin drops and Dee wins. I did like this little peek behind the curtain where Jeff said, like, when our dream team tested this challenge, because it was brand new... They made it to 21 minutes, um, which I feel like we like never really hear about them being yeah. tested like, actually on the show. So that was mm-hmm. fun. That was fun. And that means I feel like, feel like D should get the record here because the Dream Teamer did it like probably well rested and well fed. Well, and I don't think that they I don't think that the Dream Team can set records. Well, I think they should. I don't know why not. Because they are well rested and they are on, in a different category. Yeah, all right. Maybe they should have two categories for it, I guess. Because I, I bet the Dream Teamers, if I were them, I would get competitive with it. They probably got like their own score system and leaderboard and shit going on back at Dream Team Camp. I bet there's like somebody there who's like uh, the challenge beast. Everybody always wants to beat them. They should do a... I don't know anything about this, but there's like a show... What's it called? There's some like NFL show on HBO or something that does like lock like behind the scenes of a season where it follows this team like the whole season i can't remember what oh yeah uh-huh. they should do that for survivor i want to watch survivor dream team and just like see what they get up to all season oh that would be very fun mm-hmm. uh we get some time back at camp oh another thing from that is there's just some nice like competitive flirting between austin and d during the challenge which was cool yeah uh back at camp jake going to julie to try to make a plan He's like, I don't want to dogpile on you again. I think we need to like do something, maybe blindside Drew. He said he thinks he can flip D in a tie. So he's basically trying to do the same thing he wanted to do a while ago with Caleb, where he was like, I can get Austin to flip. This time he's like, I can get D to flip. Um, Katura tells D, and she's excited by this. But now they know that they need to lie to Austin or not tell Austin, essentially, that they're trying to blindside Drew. Um, so D goes to talk to drew he's worried julie will throw his name out and he has hopes that austin might play his amulet on him and then we get a fantastic parallel of last episode the producers had to have loved that this played out the way it did because essentially it's the same scenario we had last episode 
where D's main person in the Reba four is Julie and Austin's main person in the Reba four is Drew. And last episode, Austin told D about the blind side for Julie. And in this episode, D chooses not, as far as we know, D chooses not to tell Austin about the Drew blind side, which I don't think she did based off reactions, but we don't actually know if they like, could have cut it out or something. Yeah, I've, I feel like it would be very cheap if we find out this week that actually Austin knew. Mm. Like, And I don't think that that gains anything. Like, I feel like then the drama is... Okay, Austin does know, but is he going to play the amulet on Drew or not? Right. Um, yeah, so Drew, we go to Tribal Council. They have some general talk. Drew gets super cocky at Tribal Council and says if he survives tonight, he sees a path to the end. And I was like, why would you get super cocky now? Like, why in the middle of Tribal Council do you choose to be, like, super confident and cocky? Oh, I agree that that is a bad time to get cocky. I also, though, am like, if he survives this he just has to survive one more vote and then he's essentially in the end like so i don't feel like it is like that cocky of him to think that i think it's a bad idea to say it yeah uh they vote um austin plays his amulet idol on himself because it's only good through this episode anyways he does not play it on drew and drew gets voted out four to two which sends Drew home and also ends the streak of people leaving with a unique way because um, Caleb also got voted out four to two several episodes. In like a very, when Jake wanted it to be three, three, and then instead it was four, two. Mm -hmm. We get a preview for next week. They go to a new beach. Katura telling Julie about a blind side for D. Um, yeah, that's what we get for next week. We need to pick an MVP for this episode, which I think I know. Me too. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. D. D. Sweet. D1 immunity got taken on reward and helped plan this or helped with this blind side of Drew and notably didn't tell Austin as far as we know. Yeah. I think she's in a great spot. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like she is the clear favorite to win. Which might be a problem for her, because in the past, clear favorites to win have been taken out. But I also feel like, specifically, Julie is like still enough of a threat, that, and I think still a bigger threat than D is, in most people's eyes, that I think that she'll be fine. Maybe. Uh, other predictions we made. Last week, I predicted Drew would get voted out, and I was correct. Ooh. Four, 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 four. I was right. Uh, the episode title, Patrick predicted Katura would say it. Which I think is correct. I don't know. I didn't actually note it, but that was probably who oh, said it. Nope, it was Drew. Oh. Who what, what was Drew was it was in the very beginning of the episode when we talked about he and D and Austin were at the beach and then Julie came over and like joined them and he had a little confessional saying, like, no one wants her here. It's like having the ex at the wedding. Ah, uh, okay. Well, we were both around there then. Um and then I <laughs> realized Patrick was correct in, well, wait, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, no, okay. I, for whatever reason, was looking at our final three and thinking that the first name was who would be eliminated. And I was like, why did I say Drew was getting eliminated, but then said D was eliminated next? That's because I predicted her as the next, next. So I got to stick with that. Patrick predicted Drew wouldn't go until next, first, next episode. So 
You got to change that. Yeah, I'm just going to switch him and Julie. I had Julie at sixth and Drew at fifth. Uh, so I'm switching that around to Julie at five and then keeping Austin losing fire making Katura th- Katura third, Jake second, D first. And I, I'm going to stick with mine also. And I actually feel decent about it, like even more so than when I said it last week, which is that D and Austin are going to get out next. And then the final three is going to be Julie, Jake, and Katura with a Julie win, which I feel even more likely now than I did last week. Yeah, that's, I feel like ours are pretty similar, just like swapping D and Julie, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them is going to get taken out next and one of them is going to win. Yeah. I would also maybe swap. You have Jake getting second, like getting a vote or two and over Katura. And I think I might agree with that, but I'm going to stick with mine anyways. Uh, the next episode title is Living the Survivor Dream, which I think Jake is going to say. Oh, I think Austin is going to say it. We did have one more idol find, found this season, which puts us up to five for the season, which is what Patrick predicted at the beginning of the season. So he will be correct, unless one more is found in this last episode, in which case we'll tie for both being one off. So that could be fun. Ooh, maybe two will get found. Yeah, I, yeah maybe. That is true. Maybe ten. Will <laughs> I don't know. Um, you got anything else to say about this episode? Uh, no, I don't think so. I am very curious how the finale is going to go. I, mm. I liked, I thought Drew was doing pretty well this season. I think this blind side of him was a good move by everybody else, but now I don't really know who, like, if I could pick somebody to be the winner, I don't know who I would pick. Like, not based off gameplay, but just based off of, like, my enjoyment of them like i like jake but then i guess going against what i just said i don't think he deserves a win based off gameplay okay so here's how jake can win i've thought a lot about this because i really like jake very happy that he's in the finale i don't think that he has a high chance of winning here's how he can win he uses the idol to protect julie because he's been like really working on a relationship with julie i think and idols out d who's actually the biggest threat to win. I think that that is the most likely scenario of a like fun, good, resume-building idol play by Jake. And then he wins Final Four uh, immunity and puts himself into fire against D and takes D out. Wait, you said he already idled D out the step before. Or Sorry, Julie. He takes Julie out mm. uh, himself. So he can then claim that from final five on, he had complete control of the game. And so the final three would be Jake, Katura, Austin? Yes. I do think Jake, Katura, Austin, like I I could see him pulling out a win, a jury vote win with those three. Yeah, I agree. Because I think there's a lot of jury that doesn't like Austin. I mean, Austin. I think, I don't think Jake has a high probability of winning I think that it is higher than Austin's. Yeah. I think that Austin is kind of dead in the water. Yeah. And so that's where, like, I kind of wish the show kept, I, like, get the enjoyment of the jury hanging out. I wish they were sequestered individually until the end of the show. I don't like that they can go back and just, like, talk about the game, form their own stories or decisions about, like, stuff because now like drew's gonna go back and whip up votes for for his boy austin probably or whatever like i don't like any of that i think they should get to see what happens to tribal council 
that's it. Uh, I kind of want a like when a new person gets voted out, everyone else is allowed to interview them for like ten minutes of just like give me your side of the story mm. of like what we've missed, basically like who who do you feel like orchestrated your blind side? Who do you feel like uh is in control of the game right now? Just because like I feel like Travel Council doesn't give enough of that info. Yeah. However, if it was total sequester, maybe that would require them to say more at Tribal Council. Yeah. Um, like, this is the only time that the jury gets to hear from you, so make it known. Yeah. Plus, the jury does get to see a lot more than what we see because Tribal Council is usually, like, an hour or so or something, but I still think it's generally pretty vague discussion that just goes on for a long right. time. Um, yeah. So, we shall see. Uh, do you have a luxury item this week to share, Patrick? Um, yes. I I thought about it earlier and then almost forgot. Uh, I'm going to say uh, a book that I actually read a while ago, but I'm pretty sure I have not talked about it on the podcast before, which is Fourth Wing, um, which is a fantasy book about uh, riding dragons, essentially. like It's like a school where they learn how to ride dragons uh, and the world is very fun and the fantasy is very fun. And also just warning, there is some graphic sex in it that it kind of does not come up until you're like 80% of the way through the book. Uh, is this human, human sex, dragon, dragon, sex, human, dragon, sex. Human, what are we talking about? Human, here? human sex. And like, you Less can kind of see it coming, like in the sense of there's like a, there's some clear like romance undertones throughout the fantasy of the book but then it just like kayla and our mom had recommended this book to me both of them did and both of them were like fyi the sex comes out of nowhere and i was like i don't know if it comes out of nowhere like i definitely felt like it was building to that is it like it much more explicit than i expected it to be is it like in that book the magicians when all of a sudden it's just like their naked otter orgy going on or something like that or fairy more what do they turn into I think that they were foxes. That came out of nowhere in that book. I was like, what is happening? It did. That might be when I stopped reading that book because I was like... I, it's when I stopped reading it. Nowhere. I was like, this was interesting up until now and I don't care about this. Uh, no, but these... At least this is human-human. Uh, but it is... I'm just giving this as a... I really loved like the fantasy world that this book built. Um and I'm currently reading the sequel to it, actually, that just came out, like, last month. But uh, just as a warning to our listeners, there is some very explicit sex that comes out of nowhere. Like, lots of four-letter C-words come out of nowhere. Um, hmm. I don't know what to recommend this week. I'll say made-for-TV Christmas movies. Boy, are they hot mm. garbage, but they're fun. Yeah. Do you have any good ones? Kayla and I usually get really into those and we like have barely watched I don't even think we've watched one this season. So we need we need some. Yeah, so we watched recently Christmas at the Rockies. I'll read you the description. Ooh, I think I've seen that one. I'll read you the description or our listeners' the description, I guess. After her father is hurt in a timber accident, Katie Jolly. Yes, that is the main character's name, Katie Jolly, must enter a lumberjack competition to save her family's business. But when the paramedic who saved her dad's life also joins the contest, a romance sparks just in time for Christmas. Um, yeah, it's nuts. But 
the lumberjack contest is pretty accurate because I've seen videos on like TikTok and online of like lumberjack contests. And when they're doing it in the show, I was like, or in the movie, I was like, oh man, I've seen this stuff before. And yeah, so that's fun. Accuracy is good. Yeah. There's one that Kayla and I watched a really long time ago that we really enjoyed, but can never find again because they're all the same and it's impossible where uh, a guy crashes on his bike outside of a bookshop where the woman works and gets amnesia and then has to like relearn everything about the city and about Christmas and all of this jazz. But the bookshop is really cozy and there's a dog. Is this like a a wild description of a movie? He in like the hospital for a bit. Uh huh. And then he wakes up and she pretends like she was his girlfriend or fiance or whatever. I think so. And this is like a really famous movie. Um, oh shoot. What's it called? It's like, uh, Oh God. Um, not memento Chris while you were sleeping. Oh no, not that. Oh, I guess no, this is like a made for TV Hallmark movie. Okay. Well, they ripped the plot. Is that what, while you were sleeping is about? Yeah. I've never seen while you were sleeping. I mean, I haven't since probably it came out, which I was like nine years old. So I don't really remember that much, but yes, it is essentially something like that. Sandra Bullock, I think, pretends to be this guy who was in a coma's like girlfriend or fiance or something. And then I think they actually fall in love, something like that. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Listeners, let us know your favorite coma amnesia based movie or Christmas movie or, um, book where people randomly start having sex 80% of the way in any of that email us travel council podcast at gmail.com and don't forget hit reply all on all those work emails and recommend our podcast to everybody and for this week of travel council this is chris signing off this is patrick and the tribe has spoken oh yeah oh yeah